everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy family, but on the wrong graphic. Uh, make sure you guys use code Triple Play at checkout and you guys will get 100% deposit match up to $100 if you use uh, Underdog and you use code Triple. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for correcting yourself, David. Thank you for correcting yourself. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I have a question for you guys tonight before we hop into the stream. Of course, you guys know Doc, Marty Party, and a little cheesecake in the house. So question to you guys is, you guys know what a straw is, correct? Yes. Okay, just checking. A drinking straw? Is there a different type of straw? I don't know. (laughs) I I just check it. So does a straw have one or two holes in it? One. It's one. No, it's two. How? The top and the bottom. There's two holes in a straw. It's a continual hole. There's two separate holes, though. Two entrances to the same hole. But if there's two separate holes... I, it's, it's what we're defining the hole to be. Is the hole the space that's carved out in the, in the straw itself, and those are entrances... I thought one of you guys would see my side and saying that there's two. It's not just one continuous hole. No, we're with Amanda on this one. <laughs> who said it was Amanda that said No, no, I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, I heard it the other day, and I was like, there's two holes. I don't know. Maybe Marty's asking Tyler and see what she says. Uh, Kev's in here asking fantasy football stuff. Tank, <laughs> he's trolling right now. Tank Vixie or Travis Etienne? Always Travis Etienne. Kev, always Travis Etienne. I have no idea who those people are. I didn't think you would. Uh, we got a, a pack show for you guys tonight. If you guys are watching, leave a comment. You think there's one hole or two holes in straws. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're actually here for. Uh, but we got a great show. We got our WOW players of the week. We got Bring Out Your Dead. We got some streamers. We've got Marty's Party. We got all the good stuff you guys tune in every week for. Without further ado, let's get started and talk about our WOW players of the week. Players that performed really well and caught our eye here. Starting off with a guy near and dear to my heart and Royce Lewis, uh, just called up by the Twins, uh, was the former number one overall pick just a few years ago that's had trouble tearing two ACLs. Uh, but he homered in his uh, first game back, four RBIs on the week, does not have any steals. If you remember last season, before he tore that ACL, hit 300 with two homers and four doubles in 12 games. So he is a stone-cold stud here, Doc. You got the chance to talk about Rolls Royce here. So tell us, I hear some people saying that he might even be worth 20% of spending the rest of your budget on him if in in, uh, any type of fantasy league. So what are you thinking? No, 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 no. So the thing Ah, about Royce Lewis is he probably isn't going to play every day because Byron Buxton has DH'd every game this year. And I doubt they move him to the field and barring any further injury to his knee, I doubt that they place him out of the DH. And so you have to think of Royce Lewis as somebody that isn't going to play every day. Career-wise, 2% walk rate, 16% K rate. He is a great prospect. The pedigree has been good. You got to love the story. But paying 20%, it's you're paying for the name value. I can't do it. And this is his second torn ACL, by the way. Yeah, but he's not expecting his explosiveness. The Twins aren't playing him in the outfield anymore for that reason. Uh, I think you're concerned over nothing. Uh, you're right. Two ACLs is nothing to be concerned over. But it's not affecting him at the plate, which is what we're looking at right now. 
is explosiveness going to affect his ability to steal bases? I mean, he might steal a couple bags. He did have some steals in the minor leagues this year. Uh, but right now, he's somebody that can get you 20-plus home runs rest of the season. Yeah, he had, he had four in the minor leagues in 10 games. I'd like to see that against big league pitching. And, I mean, he had four home runs in 10 games there. It's a small sample size. Over the, or under 10 home runs rest of season, Doc? Is that David, too low? David, David, in the pros, he's only played 14 games. Over, under, what, what's the number you want? Uh, right now, he has one home run well, the rest of the season. Yeah, rest of the season, what number you want? He doesn't hit over 20 and a half. Uh, assuming he plays enough games, I would no, say no, no. It's it's not an assumption. I have a fifteen, 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 fifteen. He could hit over fifteen. JD Martinez is going to hit fifteen. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> right now, let's talk about another player, Zach McKinstry of Marty's beloved Detroit Tigers. Over his last seven games, he's hitting three sixty four, a five sixteen OBP, five ninety one slug. He only has one home run, but he's got four stolen bases and seven walks to seven strikeouts. He's reached base safely in 16 of his last 18 games. And since May 8th, he's hitting 351 with six stolen bases. Uh, uh, Marty, I forgot. This, did you want to talk about Zach McKinstry? I did. Uh, Art wanted to talk about There's yeah. so much Zach McKinstry love. I don't even know who wants to talk about him. So, uh, Elsie, Zach McKinstry... I see him on the waiver wire. The name doesn't intrigue me because I know in the past he hasn't been anything special. Has that changed this year? Uh, yeah, I think I think you have to say that it has changed this year. His his walk rates are elite, and he's leading off for Detroit most days. So when you combine those two things, the fact that he's running and running often as he gets the when he gets the opportunity, he's leading off, <clears throat> and he's walking a lot, and has an XBA an elite expected batting average as well. So he's hitting the ball. Well, he's walking a lot. He's running a lot. He's, and he actually has, he's not a zero power guy. He's, he has more than just chip him, chip in power. Uh, I think that, um, you know, right now he's a must add in all 15 teams and in 12s, you should be considering him, especially if you have, if you have a hole on your team, because he's eligible in, Gosh, uh, so many different uh, positions. Let me look up on uh, Yahoo. Art has him as second base, third base, shortstop, and outfield. That's amazing. And on on NFNBC, he's second base, third base, and outfield. So he's just missing that shortstop. He can be a corner. He could be a middle. He's got that outfield. He's so versatile. Uh, we all know. We've all rostered McKinstry. At some point when he's with the Cubs or the Dodgers, we know he's streak. He's had streaks where he's been really useful before. I just have never seen him give this much run at a premium lineup position. So I think he's definitely an add, especially in the deeper your leagues you are in. So at the very least, you want to ride the wave until it just comes crashing at some point. Yeah, definitely. And and with Detroit, there's no there's no reason for them not to keep giving him run out there. I don't think there's anyone that's going to be challenging him for that utility spot especially with i was gonna say as of now yeah you're gonna say the same thing as of now he is the detroit tigers best hitter r.i.p riley green Uh, we were both thinking the same thing marty yeah for riley green um how long did they say he was out for like six they don't know yeah they're waiting on the uh the mri results so uh yeah google twitter doctors say six to eight weeks (laughs) we know we trust the twitter doctors that's always the best ones out there Uh, marty let's stay with you let's talk about jake mccarthy 
of the Arizona Diamondbacks who people drafted way early in drafts this year thinking he they he was going to do anything like we saw at the end of last season but he got demoted got brought back up and he's given us six steals over his last seven games hitting 333 five steals over the last three games six hits over that span has not struck out the Diamondbacks offense has been a lot more lethal than I think people have realized they won today on a Corbin Carroll walk-off uh is Jake McCarthy somebody that you could pick up and rely on anything other than steals at this point, or is he somebody that you're really only looking at stolen bases from him? And that's about it. Exactly that stolen bases. And, but that's still a premium with the way that he's pointing it out, especially in a 15 team leagues. You know, um, if I tried to get him in, um, in Galarf last week, I didn't, I think I put down 32. I was way outbid. I think it was around maybe 60 or 70 was put down for him. So uh, 15 team leagues, he's a must pick up for those stolen bases. Uh, 10 team, 12 team, you know, just ride, ride the wave. He's playing every single day, but yeah, there's going to be no, all his uh, stat cast data is blue. He does not hit the ball hard. He doesn't, he doesn't have like good contact skills per se. Um, Maybe might get you 10 home runs, but maybe 30, 35 stolen bases. So I, I would pick him up if you need stolen bases. Yeah, I feel that. That's probably about what I would look at him for. Um, somebody in in points leagues pretty much irrelevant right now. Roto leagues, obviously, he's going to be rostered for those stolen bases. So that's Jake McCarthy. Uh, Marty, I'm going to stay with you here because props to Mike Soroka. Eric's talking about coming back from tor- two torn ACLs from Royce Lewis. Well, how about two torn Achilles from Mike Soroka? Uh, usually one is a death sentence, let alone two. And he's back pitching for the Braves. Now, granted, his one start, Six innings, five hits, four earned runs, and only three strikeouts against the Oakland A's that have won, I think, 11 games this year, 12 games this year. Uh, so you can't get two out of three much. from Atlanta. Did they take two out of three? Did they really? Yeah, they almost swept them. Wow, that's crazy. Um, now, Mike Soroka, that's pretty much as good a, a lineup as you're going to get in your first game back. And the results were not encouraging. And neither was his performance in AAA. He had a 433 ERA in AAA and eight starts. Uh, through 83 pitches in his major league start, fastball topping out about 95.7 miles per hour, so almost at 96. But uh, Mike Marty, I have a hard time. It's, it's great that he came back. I just can't. I'm imagining him going against like the Yankees. I'm imagining him going against like the Mets. Uh, you know, some team that has some boppers in the lineup and just him getting destroyed. Uh, am I wrong? Well, I'm going to pass this one over to Art because I know Art wanted to talk about Mr. Mr. Soroka. Did I – wait a second. Did I, are you sure? Yeah, it, it never no. – it's, it's – I don't think you're wrong. I think with Soroka, there is a lot of name value there. Um, his And his, his velocity was about on average where it was in 2020 when he was pitching that well. But he's still a pitch-to-contact guy. He doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. And he gives up a lot of ground balls, which you like, but with the fact that there's less of a shift emphasis, less of an ability to shift this year, I think that's going to possibly lead to a higher BABIP. Uh, he's the type of guy who could get BABIPed like crazy a little bit, uh, especially against, you know, good hitting teams. But with the name value, with the fact that, you know, he's on a good team, he's worth a speculative ad in my, in my book just in case he starts to to figure it out and, and pitch because he does have that elite uh, um, uh, control of the elite command that made him so effective his first few seasons. Yeah. 
He's definitely uh, somebody that we'll keep an eye on. I don't, I don't think I'm trusting him yet. I'm letting other people pick him up now, but uh, hopefully he does come back and be the pitcher that we did see before all those terrible Achilles injuries. Uh, before we move on, though, uh, just a couple checking in. Albert saying good evening, checking in. What's up, Albert? Uh, had Kev pop in with the Debbie Royale stuff. And then uh, Vinny says Jake McCarthy is rumored to be on the block for Arizona. Uh, I, what do you think that he could fetch in a return? I, I mean, Maybe a bag of balls at this point. Relief oh. pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they do need relief pitching. Yeah. Who do you, I mean, is he going to be? Would they acquire someone with a closer type of skill level? I feel like they'd have to give up somebody more than just Jake McCarthy. What about? Uh, I don't know if they traded him for uh, Sino Perez. My ah, uh, your heartthrob. Yeah. yeah, my heart, my heartthrob. You let me know. Will, Will, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith could be expendable with the guy that we're talking about next, Doc, because I'm going to lead you right into this next player. Uh, he stole the show last night. I, I literally was tweeting about him before he was done pitching um, just because I was looking at box scores last night, and I saw him pitch, uh, I think it was like 1.2 innings, and he had five strikeouts. So I started tuning in. First game, 2.2 innings, one hit, seven strikeouts. He struck out seven of the nine batters he faced last night. Uh, 354 ERA across 28 innings between AA and AAA this season and uh, had 47 strikeouts, a 43% strikeout rate overall. I think Grant Anderson was not talked about enough. Uh, he looks absolutely nasty. If you watch like the Pitching Ninja, uh, put basically put all his strikeouts in a clip. Uh, I love his delivery. I love the has a fastball with the comes from the sidearm that kind of rises up on hitters, um, has a good breaking ball. I think Grant uh, uh, Grant Anderson is somebody that I was expecting to hear on some other podcasts. His name did not get mentioned. I don't think he's going to be the closer for the Rangers, but he could be a guy that's like that Josh Hader role from a few years ago, comes in and pitches two innings, the seventh and the eighth, and gives you five strikeouts. Uh, the guy that gives you great ratios, the guy that could, like he did in his first game, he got the win. In points leagues, he got 19 points yesterday. Like that's very valuable. Um I put a waiver claim on him in a couple leagues just because I want that in my relief pitching slot. Uh, Doc, am I wrong to be this hyped up over Grant Anderson? No, you're not wrong to be. And I've mentioned it on the shows before. When was the last time the Rangers actually kept their closer for the same season? It's probably been since Neftali Feliz between Sean Tolleson and Joe Nathan and Will Smith this year, Jose LeClerc. They've never had a sturdy guy holding it down. And that makes me think that they could move this year. They don't seem to commit to one person very easily. The only thing that worries me about Grant Anderson is he can get a little wild at, wild at times. In 21 innings in AAA, he averaged a little over four walks per nine. Um, but when you have the strikeout numbers he does, I'm sure that's something that offsets it. I do think he's going to be the Rangers' closer at a mat- in a matter of you know days, weeks. I normally don't um, post Twitter clips while we're doing the show um, just because it gets a lot to juggle a lot of different things while I'm hosting it. But for, I want our audience on YouTube. If you have not seen uh, what Grant Anderson did last night, I want to just pump it up here for anybody or I'd be allowed to just checking out the show uh, for the first time too. Like his delivery is freaking dirty and you just look where he's like locating these pitches too. Uh, obviously like a change up outside there. But it's also down. against the Tigers. It is. Which, by the way, they only have the 15th most strikeouts. 
They've been decently better the 15th hitting. Fifteenth less strikeouts. If Doc, how I, you look at it. I know you would appreciate somebody like him. Like, look how he look how he delivers the ball like that. You're someone yeah, that likes the likes the visuals. Like, no, the, I do. I David, I agreed with you. That's how you know it's real. And I yeah. think for Will Smith, he's had a good start to this season. You know, three point three two ERA. But I think the more innings he throws, and if we see that basketball velocity tip dip down a little bit, he's someone that has struggled giving up the home run or the long ball. And I think that's like the death sentence as a closer if you give up a lot of home runs. Yeah, agreed. Definitely somebody I, I was the most excited about to talk about on this show tonight, um, no doubt. But else, uh, uh, Marty, now we'll get to your guy, a Detroit hey. Tiger, Alex Fado, who I will highlight against the Chicago White Sox, six innings and 10 strikeouts, uh, two starts ago, two earned runs in that start. Four of his five starts allowed three or fewer earned runs and a .92 whip with a 26-2 to K to walk rate across those five starts. Obviously, last start did not go so well. I was trying to kind of look on the bright side of things. But Alex Fado has been very fake, if you will, because I think he's shown glimpses of things in the past. Maybe not this strikeout upside, but I think he's he's not somebody I would consider rosterable. Am I wrong in thinking that? I think in the deepest leagues, um, I think I may have him like as a risky business. He could be a sit too, and obviously in short, like in small leagues and like that. But dude, when I mean, you're talking about 26 strikeouts and only two walks, I'm listening. And that has not the fact that he's a Detroit Tiger. All, I'm, I always stay away from them. But when I actually lifted up the hood on him, I'm like, it's actually not that bad. Um, and you know, shout out to Nick Pollock. I've been using his uh, pitcher list. Um, you know, been on that that website, the Pitcher List Plus, dude. Yeah, pretty smooth. I will have to say. So shout out to him and the, and the guys over there. They do a They're great job. Um, but yeah, 3.56 XERA. I mean, that's going to play right now in um, the starting pitching average uh, for uh, or start, starting pitchers. Their average ERA right now uh, or XERA is 4.73. His is 3.56. So the ERA is pretty good. The whip is 0.92 because he's not walking people. Now the bat bit, 232. So there's going to be some some regression there. So we're going to have to keep an eye out on that. And he's given up he's given up two home runs per nine innings. Now that can be a noisy stat in 26 yeah. innings, um, but I think in the deepest deepest league, I, I would I would keep an eye on him. Uh, he's not a must add by any stretch of the imagination. A streamer, pretty much, kind of. I feel like in the right matchups, even a risky streamer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go from there and let's take a look then at our most added players over the last week, courtesy of CBS. Mike Soroka is added in most leagues, 30%. Zach McKinstry, Spencer Steer is the real deal. Um, I didn't put him on the rundown because I think he's too well-owned and I think he's not a surprising enough player here, uh, but he's doing really well for the Cincinnati Reds. Marcelo Zuna, Owen Miller, Bobby Miller, Royce Lewis, and Michael Kopech top the most added list. Looking at the most dropped players, we have Grayson Rodriguez, Art's favorite player, of course, topping the list and dropped in 20% of leagues as he was demoted to AAA. Dominic Fletcher, Jaron Duran, Gavin Stone, Vince Velasquez, Brandon Fat, Brent Rooker. Oh, man, that one hurts. It's so sad to see Brent Rooker on this list. And uh, Graham Asshat, Graham Ass Crack uh, is also on this list of most dropped players. Then uh, looking at the next week's schedule, the only team that plays five games is the Seattle Mariners. Every other team plays six or seven games next week. So unless you have a Seattle Mariners player on your roster, uh, you don't have to really worry because you're not going to be having to face a games uh, deficiency with uh, your players next week. All right. Elsie, with that being said, 
I know there was some hurt, maybe not as much as there normally is, but there was some hurt last week. So let's talk about some players for bring out your dead. The hurt that happens to you because your fantasy team, even if it's not widespread, it cuts deep. It cuts deep like a, like a, like a, you know, a burden from, from doc, you know, when, when he gets you deep, you know, when, when doc, when doc hits you in your soft spot, you know, you know, he's, He's got that. He's got that rapier wit when he does it, uh, and and your fantasy team can 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 burn you like a like a like a doc sh- uh, a verbal jab, a pretty bad, maybe even worse. And we got a, a, some hurt going on this week. Uh, me personally, uh, hoping to see some Andres Jimenez getting out of his season starting doldrums. He's he's been killing my rosters. I got a few other guys killing my rosters. Let's see who you guys are, are are putting forward as killing your roster. Want to start with Kelly Kirby at the Wonky Penguin, telling talking about Lance Lynn, someone who I am certainly feeling the pain with you as well, Kelly. Even if he somehow returns to form, Kelly says, my roto leagues are a disaster. Now, Lynn, someone who people were still thinking, oh, he his his strikeouts are still there. He might still be able to turn it around. Of course, if you pitched him last week against the Angels, you really got kicked. Well, I guess that was Monday. You really got kicked in the in the privates with that one. That was a that was a tough one. You can uh, call me out, Ar. That person is me. I started him. Um, he took my first ba- uh, first place um, TGFBI team. Now all the way back down to two. All honestly. Oh, oh man, you and Kelly, uh, you and Kelly are all, are, are both. Are both hurting from that, Lynn? I actually managed. I had on my twelve-team league where I had Lynn. I was I had enough pitching to sit him because I was not sure about that. But uh, you know, it, it, it's it's light out there. Light uh, light amount of people to grab. Lynn is probably in most starting lineups for this week and hurting most people. Edward Gillis also having some pitching troubles and 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 good old. Alec Manoa back on the Boyd list. Edwards says Alec Manoa is dead to me. Killed two leagues. Well, you're not the only one, buddy. There was um he's he's his May was even worse than April. If you actually pitched him in his April starts, he had a 3.86 ERA. Not bad. Whip wasn't great, still over 1.4, but in May, his ERA was well over six, and he has been killing you. Uh, the strikeouts aren't there. The walks are awful. What are you going to do with a guy like Manoa? You drafted him in the top 100. Uh, I hear in some of these second-chance gladiator leagues, Manoa has gone undrafted in a few of those, which I am not I'm not that surprised by, but uh, quite a, quite a quick uh, fall and a big one. Next on the list, Doc talking about um, talking about Jose Abreu's home run. I decided to put up the Would It Dong tweet to see if Jose Abreu would have would have put that home run out in all the ballparks. It looks like about 19 out of the 30 ballparks that would have been a home run in. It did not look like one that he crushed. It looked like he kind of guided. It was it lucky. Yeah, lucky. He, I, I swear, he closed his eyes and just randomly swung. And maybe it's me that 
sprinting around the base thing that he did after hitting the home run. I, I just, it just didn't show me someone who was in a good spot. It kind of made me think like he was messing around and fooling around with it. And I was like, listen, you've been stinking. Maybe stop joking around and just take this and put it in your back pocket. One for 12 since that home run in the three games since that home yeah, run. And cut, so, that, and cut that facial hair. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, David also bringing up Mark Leiter Jr., the the uh, the bane of Cubs fans' existence for blowing that lead the other day. And uh, Cubs just don't have anyone to rely on on the bullpen right now. Maybe Alzale. Lighter, not getting it done. Really, really killing it, David. Sorry he did that for you. I, I don't know which team you had him on. Hopefully you were able to take him out. Dropped his ass to the curb. It was, it was in our home league. Yeah, it was against, against me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a nice oh. minus 12. No, that's a beautiful. Mark Lighter Jr., yummy. That's a beautiful one. Uh, Doc also brought up Ryan Housley, now currently second on the Cardinals in season saves uh, to to Giovanni Gallegos. Housley looking like he's losing his hold on that closer position. I don't necessarily think it's going to be Gallegos to hold for the rest of the season, but Housley, not the same pitcher that he was last year. Frankly, uh, he's been much better when he wasn't pitching the ninth. Uh, So, I think it's it's probably he's probably going to be moved out of that position for the most part. Not that Gallegos is necessarily going to take them all, but I think Helsley's going to be moved out. But last oh, but not least, real, uh, real quick, Elsie, before you go on to the next player sure. here, uh, Vinny, we actually just talked about him on the call up literally just about thirty minutes ago. Uh, Vinny has Bailey Horn getting called up this week, and he's going to come save the Chicago bullpen. He made his call. Uh, LC approves. Like, so all right. like I need to buy a Bailey Horn rookie card and then flip it. <laughs> Vinny already probably has five of them and has probably profited already like a thousand dollars. That's my but, man. Vinny's yeah. the guy I need to study. I need to see what moves he's making. Like he's like he's a stock trader. I need to copy his stock moves. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Vinny's Vinny's a smart guy. I I uh I'm I'm not gonna blame him for his Hayden Westneski love because I got some love. For some Hayden Wesneski second half, you know, June onward uh, um, performance. He looked really good in his relief appearance of Justin Steele uh, yesterday. So, uh, so Vinny, I, I'm with you. I hope that your Hayden Wesneski call from the fall is just a little bit delayed for our us Cubs and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe someone to pick back up in, in some leagues and uh, see if he returns to form. But uh, guys who aren't in form, Marty brings up another Marty, Mr. Martin Perez. Which, by the way, I do not own on any team. I just need to say that. I just recognize that he, he should be killed. Whoa, no. That, that's a <laughs> cop-out answer, Marty. <laughs> I wasn't Aggressive. talking to you, Doc. I was talking to Elsie. And P- Perez's April was true to his 2022 form. His May, true to his 2021 form, where he had his almost 7 ERA. And 18 strikeouts to only 11 walks in 27 innings where he was 26 to 9 in April. You hope it's just a, a tough month, but we have all been waiting for this, this sort of, um, what, what is it? The, um, the, uh, the, uh, the rule where the guy is just pitching over his head for a while and he's going to come back down to earth 
what's the name of that pitcher? Uh, you lost me. Oh, I thought you were going to go with what uh, the regression monster that Curlin does. That's where I can't remember. Did Which, by was... the way, I think is funny. Yeah, <laughs> people have been taking offense to it. I've been seeing I some did, people. Dude, it, it's so pathetic. How could you get mad at that? It's so dumb. Yeah. No, no, I just I just don't like it when it's a picture I have on my teams and I see that tweet and I'm like, I don't know that they blew up and I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a bat signal. Yeah, it happened to Joe Ryan the other night. I didn't see that he pitched bad, and then I saw that tweet first. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, uh, obviously, some players hurting uh, us this week, but uh, hopefully next week, less players on the cart here. Um, Doc, do you want to take us to the doctor's office? Am I taking you to the doctor's office, or are we doing uh, some some panic in the front office? No, no, we'll save the panic. Actually, you know what? Let's. I always think I always mix Marty's segment. I, I put let's let's do the two starts first, then we'll go to the doctor's Ooh, office. Curveball, look at that. Yeah, no, I got to keep things fresh here. You know, a rich so. hill curve, bang. All right, uh, this is for the upcoming week here. These are your two star pitchers starting on June. Yes, we are in June, June fifth through the eleventh. Always check the Sunday before because this is this comes out on Thursday. Many things change as far as two-star pitchers every single day. So up until Sunday evening, be looking at it. Heck, Monday morning, take a look. Uh, but here's your no-doubters. Uh, Kevin Gosman versus the Astros, and then the Twins, Framber Valdez at the Blue Jays at Cleveland. No doubts. You got you to start them in every league that, they're, um, that you got them in here. Let's see. Nope, not yet, not yet. Bang. All right, happen to the should start pitchers. Uh, Aaron Nola versus Detroit at the uh, versus the Dodgers. Hunter Brown, as pictured, your boy David mm-hmm. at Toronto at Cleveland. Tough matchup, but everything I've seen from him, he's really good. Um, I don't think we even talk about him in that realm of like rookie pitchers, you know, or because he's been doing well all year. But um, yeah, excited to see him in there. Uh, Zach Eflin out of left field. We. I think a lot of over the entire offseason, people talked about how the Rays could maybe fix Eflin and get the most out of him. So far, so good. Versus Minnesota, versus Texas. Um, if I have him, I'm starting him. And then Hunter Green. I, I tried to bring this up before my mic cut out off uh, when we were before the show. He was in risky business up until an hour ago. And every time he goes another 7K performance tonight, he's getting his walks down. He's still the blowup could still be there. I'm not saying that's not possible, especially next week. He's versus the Dodgers at St. Louis, so two top ten offenses. But right now, I'm, I got I'm, I'm feeling 100 green love. He's a should start for me. All right, as long as you acknowledge the potential blowup risk, he's uh, pitching right now. Uh, it's true, walks yeah, and seven strikeouts in five innings. He's coming out for the sixth. So All right, we'll see. Why, why, he gets blown up, and then he makes it extremely risky. But no, I mean Hunter Green. Like I said, like an hour before, I'm going back and forth. Is he risky or is he a should start? If you're in a points league, ooh, baby, you got to fire him up. Enjoy it. Who cares if there's a blow up? You're going to get so many K's from that, so many points. Uh, but yeah, Roto, it's a little bit riskier, obviously. Risky business. Moving on, and this one pains me because I love me some Bieber, but Shane Bieber. I, as I looked for Shane, uh, Shane Bieber upset. That's what I Googled for this photo, and, and I found it. <laughs> he got rocked in Baltimore the other day. He did. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, he did. I mean, the K percentage is. What is it? Down the, the one time I didn't bet his unders. No, well, there you go. But yeah, um, 
yeah, it's a it's a fallen from grace for sure with Bieber, and, and it sucks. Bryce Elder um, versus the Mets versus Washington. I understand he's top three in ERA. He's doing what uh, Martin Perez did last year, and Chris Towers um, from the CBS uh, Baseball Today podcast. He was talking about it, and I actually completely agree. All of the stats point to Elder not being good, and he keeps being good, and so I don't know what to do with him, so I'm just going to label him as risky business. If, he, if some people think he's a should start, I can't argue with that. He's top three in ERA. What do you want to do with him? Um, but as of right now, I have him as risky business because I can't figure it out. Uh, Tony Gonsolin versus, or, uh, at, the, um, at the Reds at, uh, versus Philly. Um, yeah, that's just tough for me. I, what do you guys think about Tony Gonsolin? I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts a little bit on him. I don't want to start him unless I have to. Um, Is that where we're at with him? Yeah, at least for me. Yeah. You're not getting any K upside. You're banking on potentially getting a win and him going five, but he's someone that has that has a very low ceiling, and I don't like that for a pitcher. Yo, can we talk real quick? Because Vinny put this in the chat. Is this too perfect, Shane Bieber to Baltimore? And that, that they, would... and they could. I don't know what bat you'd have to give, but they Cleveland needs pitching. I'm sorry, Cleveland needs hitting. Baltimore needs pitching. Uh, now we're under the assumption that two baseball teams that don't really give a shit about winning are all of a sudden going to try to do something to win. So yeah, that's that's fair point. I hope so. That'd be great. I would like to see Bieber in that environment. Um, what bat could the O's give up? They wouldn't give up Mullins. Mm-mm. They would want a younger. Oh, my guess Christmas? is they they would ask for um. Uh, no, that'd be Ka- awful. They would ask for Colton Cowser. That's way them. too much. I don't know for Bieber. I mean, granted he's having a down year, but Cy Young a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's yeah. not that pick more though. The, the Orioles would be would have to give up a significant bat. I, I, my guess is Colton Cowser would be the guy that they'd be looking at because Adley's untouchable. Um, obviously. Uh, in terms Gunner, of I mean, Gunner is pretty untouchable. Too. Yeah, Gunner's they're not trading Gunner either, so that's why I'm looking at Colton Kowser as like the next one. Uh, yeah. that I could see being the start of the conversation. I, I, I had read earlier this year that uh, potentially Giolito could be on the move. Yeah, uh, Dylan Cease too. They said the White Sox might blow it up. Yeah, I'd love to see them trade for Cease out of those three. Mm, that's interesting. What about uh, Kyle Stowers? Isn't is he injured? I know he doesn't have the ceiling that a guy like Kyle has, but he's be ready. If only they traded Mateo a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, right, sorry, sorry, uh, we took over. One last thing before we, we uh, I'll, I'll take the graphic off. One last thing before we we go back to it. I was listening to uh, one of our old podcasts like two weeks ago. Don't ask me why. I think it was because uh, I had ran out of pods to listen to, and I just randomly picked an old episode. And in the news and notes section, it was Jorge Mateo, uh, signed, uh, the, the Padres sign Jorge Mateo, or trade for a player to be named later. It ends up being Jorge Mateo. Uh, do we think anything of this is Jorge Mateo? Anybody we should keep an eye on? We're all like, no, Jorge Mateo is garbage. We don't need, we didn't even know who he was. And then it's like Jorge Mateo was like doing awesome for the O's. I was like, that's hilarious. Wait, who was he traded for? It, it was like the Padres traded the uh, I forgot with which team, but the Padres hey. got Jorge Mateo and uh, and uh, had him assigned to AAA. That was the transaction we read. Wow. And I was like, it was like 2020, and I was like, that's so wild. I'm offended that you picked an episode that I wasn't in. Yeah, <laughs> 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 days. <laughs> no, that, that was a long time ago. Yeah, so no. whatever. Back to my segment as I'm already being maxed out. 
<laughs> yeah, so just to put the cap on Tony Gonsolin, 4.17 XERA, career low K percentage, only 17.7. He's walking batters at a 9.2 clip. And BABIP, a 155 BABIP. So, yeah, a blow-up's coming. Tread lightly. Uh, Lucas Giolito at the Yanks versus Miami. Uh, Nestor Cortez versus the White Sox versus Boston. Freddie Peralta versus Baltimore versus Oakland. Miles uh, Michaelis at Texas versus Cincinnati. Kyle Gibson at Milwaukee versus KC. James Paxton at Cleveland at Yanks. Braxton Garrett, who I'm keeping an eye on, by the way. I I got me some Braxton Garrett shares um, and a couple DCs, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. 4.7 X, 4.77 X ERA and a 33% hard rate. I don't like that, but I mean, everything else has been, the results are there so far. But yeah, versus KC at the White Sox. And then Alex Fiedo. I bumped him up uh, at Philly versus Arizona. It's going to be really, really tough for him. It's probably best if you sit him, but 26 strikeouts, two walks. Ah, that's uh, I do like that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see from there. And then let's go. Let's go take a seat. Let's take a seat. Blake and Snell. Yeah, Mr. Blake good Snell. Morning, you learning. Mr. Blake Snell. Um, I, this is what I when I when I do these uh, the two tart pictures I put them on a Google sheet and then the third column is dedicated to the comments and the um, what I put in there he's hot then he's cold he's yes then he's no he's in then he's out and then he's up then he's down I love it Blake's now take a seat buddy versus the Cubs at Colorado never again uh, Martin Perez versus the Cardinals at Tampa Bay. Alec Manoa, first time, first timer as a take a seat versus Houston versus Minnesota. You, you can't, you can't count on them. Uh, Johan Oviedo versus Oakland versus the Mets. Louis Varlin at uh, Tampa Bay at Toronto. That's a tough one. Uh, Carlos Carrasco at the Braves uh, at Pittsburgh. JP Sears at Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. Zach Granke at Miami at Baltimore. Kyle Hendricks, your boy, are at San Diego at San Francisco. Uh, Tommy Henry at Washington at Detroit. Luke Weaver, Milwaukee Cardinals, Julio Tehran back from the dead at Cin- at Cincy versus Oakland, uh, Denelson Lamette versus the Giants versus San Diego, and lastly Jake Irvin versus the Diamondbacks Ooh. at exactly versus the Diamondbacks at Atlanta. Nationals. Take a seat and just real quick, the overall landscape of pitching is absolutely insane. There's like five. There may be 10, 15 pitchers that aren't risky business right now with the environment. Marty, I disagree. That is disrespect to Tommy Henry. <laughs> Tommy, Hen- would have. Tommy Henry just coming off the best game of his career. Seven innings, two hits, no earned runs, two walks, seven Ks. Has actually been respectful this year. Three and one, a 3.73 ERA. Last time he faced the Nationals, six innings, six hits, two earned runs. And then he gets to face the Tigers. That should be in risky business. Let's well, yeah. let's keep an eye on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, those are two really good, um, good matchups. The Diamondbacks have been doing really well. It's with him. I mean, four point zero nine xERA on PitcherList.com, one point two four WHIP though. K percentage fifteen percent. His walk percentage nearly ten. So in the Babbitts two forty four. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. You can, it's, give it a it, shot. It, it's two know, bad teams. It, Recently, though, recently he he's been better. Twelve to four uh, walk to strikeouts his last two starts. That's good or strikeouts to walk. I don't hate it. I'll be. Um, those are two juicy matchups. So yeah, let's let's boop them up the risky business. We're booping them up. Wow, wow. Yeah, Tommy Henry. That's the first time you changed your mind. You. What happened? What happened, Marty? You are you you're stick to your guns? In my older age, you progress, and the bet the bet the worst thing you could ever do is defend yourself. 
especially when you're wrong. And I think <laughs> in the fantasy in- industry, a lot of people do that. And I think life in general. But if, if someone gives you something that makes sense, that logistically makes sense, and it makes you – I think it's important to take take a step back and think about it. And you know what? I agree. Tommy Henry. How much you bidding on Tommy, Eric? How much you bidding on him this week? That's becoming your guy now, Eric. I've low-key been a Tommy Henry guy for like three weeks. I didn't, three I didn't, weeks? I, yeah, I, I just had no reason to come out and say it until prior. I have to stop this show with an announcement. Uncle Ted Talks is back. He's back. He's, oh, God. Dude, Uncle we, Ted, where have you been, buddy? We missed you. We called out uh, the search party. AJ Smith Sharver uh, is – I was say his name wrong. AJ Smith Sauver is a must-add. Uh, Sparp of the year, putting him and Hunter Brown as Sparps. I, I believe he got the, uh, promoted straight from AA, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been getting – called up really quickly yeah I, I, that's a bold take but that's what ted talks do man he's he's the bold take guy and ben brown's coming although Vinny on our on, on the uh call up said it's going to be a ben brown and it's going to be a bailey horn fest uh in nice. chicago he thinks they're nice. coming up together i i i hope that the smith shaver uh, the fact that he's in the bullpen will depress the bids on him because the potential for him to be a starter Later in the season is something that I find pretty juicy. He's got elite stuff. Uh, so I, I really hope that the fact that he's come up and is looking like he's in a bullpen role, at least for now, depresses his bid prices. It could. It could. I think. Does he have a. Um, does, when does he have a start? He doesn't. He's in the bullpen right now. I thought they put him as like a. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess you're probably right. I can look at. I can look at the probables real quick. Yeah. Uh, while he's doing that, Jared Schuster blow up and he's been Jared Schuster's been really good too, especially been. since last the end of last year too. Yeah. Um, Doc, why well, don't want he's looking at that real quick? Well, take us to the doctor's office and tell us who you are prescribing yeah. this week. Shout out, Toby. I I won't get tired of that picture. I look a little jacked in there too. So look, last week wasn't the best. We went zero and one, a five point seven zero ERA, one point three three WHIP. And 11 Ks in 14.2 innings, but we're going to try and bounce back this week. Looking at Mr. Logan Allen, owned in 13. Oh, uh, that's not his name, Eric. ESPN. That's not his name. He goes what, by Logan Logan T. Allen. Logan T. Allen. Yeah, anytime you look, he uses his middle initial. Ah, I should have done that. Thanks for letting me know, David. Gotcha. The, the Twins hitting 226 against lefties and Logan Allen with five plus strikeouts in four out of six games coming off a season high of eight. And the Twins actually have the most strikeouts in the MLB at 574. And you look, you know, the XERA is a little bit higher than his ERA right now. It's at 4.18. But he's had a 3-3-0 BABIP, so I'm hoping some regression in that category. Fire him up against David's twins. <laughs> the next, Brian Fayo. <laughs> his body. Yeah, you, his cut, body. It, you always cut them off. Yeah, all right. Well, ignore David as he likes to be rude and inter- interrupt people's segments. And I feel bad because I trashed him a little bit last week. But once again, the BABIP I think is a little bit high, 327. Um, and I think that's a big part from the first game. He's had five plus Ks in six out of eight games and two earned runs in or less in his last six. So the first two starts were very shaky. And I know they're playing the Rays, but the Rays are actually 14 and 12 on the road. It's their 26 and six home record, which I think uh, overshadows. And they're hitting 259 against righties. 
as opposed to 304 against lefties. The Rays are still hot, but not as hot as they were. So fire up Mr. Bayo. And the last is Mr. Ben Lively. David, there's his body. There we go. Yep. Owned in 5.5% of ESPN leagues, throwing three pitches currently with a below 250 XBA. Five innings, two earned runs or less, six plus Ks in each, in each of his last three starts. And he faces a Brewers team that has scored 20 runs in their last seven games. And fun fact, did you know the Brewers are first in NL Central, but they have the worst run differential? No, I didn't know that. There you go. Um, really quick in the uh, chat, uh, we have Tony in the comments here who put uh, the nickname for Logan out. I liked this. I didn't know what he was talking about. Low Gallon. I was thinking of like, for some reason, like when I saw, I was thinking of like Los Poyos Hermanos. Ah, there we go. Better Call Saul Breaking Bad reference. Dude, I'm rewatching it right now. I, re- I, like, I don't rewatch shows normally, but I, I, uh, after what I finished you- Better Call Saul, I had to rewatch Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the start of the third season. It's, it's as epic as I remember. Um, but yeah, that I made me think you of have that. more time in your day than anyone I know. No, but you know what? I'm like, I don't, I just, I'm, I always multitask and I'm doing other things and I just have it on. He um, tells me like how many things he does. I'm like, dude, do you have more than 24 hours? <laughs> well, one of the things I'm doing, my, uh, my coworker, uh, he's getting me into video games again. So I've, I'm like, yeah. I'm buying a PS five. Like as soon as, um, as soon as I, we like get the house, hopefully. And like, I get like my man cave set up. Uh, PS5 is coming. Like I, we were already talking about doing like PGA golf. That's what I'm uh, hearing. I'm hearing a, a, a triple play fantasy Twitch stream. Oh, we oh we hundred percent got to do that. I, we got to do MLB the show. I would say you, you can beat David and Madden at any any day you want. No, we're gonna be, we're gonna stream MLB the show. <laughs> All right, David. I, if you get MLB the show, I might have to get a PS5. Dude, too. get a PS5 so we can stream. We'll 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 uh, Twitch it on here. We'll get a Twitch for a TPF uh, here. Doc, can you? Re- <laughs> Tony, I love it. I love it. Stone and watching this show. That's commitment right there. I absolutely love it. That's when uh, we make the most sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rolls Royce Lewis. Yeah. Uh Uncle Tony, we were talking about him earlier. He's a beast. Doc and I have a bet on him. Um all right, Marty, do you want to tell and give us your Marty's party for this? Yeah, week? let's 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 stop at the party real quick. All right, so these are going to be your streamers, uh, hitting streamers coming up for this weekend. Let me get you the dates on there. So the second through the fourth this upcoming weekend. And yes, you're seeing, if you're watching here on YouTube, there is a, a repeat uh, buyer on there. But Jack Sawinski, if you are on the if you're on baseball Twitter, there was much talk about him. Um, people bragging that they got him, people saying he sucks, even though he's doing well, all that stuff. I was like, you know what, dude? Some people are being rude to you, dude. You can come to my party. It's all good. Like, whatever. If you want to maybe come, you know. I threw him the invite. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, let me know. So, yeah, we're, we're sitting on it. But, right, hey, Zawinski, 91 percentile in his walk percentage while barreling the ball in the 95th percentile. He's hitting the ball. He strikes out a ton. There's no doubt about that. But sitting at 11 home runs, six stolen bases on the year, going into – um He's versus St. Louis this weekend, which has a, a middling uh, – it's a middling uh, pitching staff, 4.31 team ERA. Uh, so I like that for the weekend. Akil Badu, who was unfortunately left off the, the – was not allowed over last weekend when we played uh, – <laughs> me and Berger played Madden, even though he hit that grand slam. So he's going at he's – going, he's going to Chicago to face the exact same team. 
there's a big there's a big difference with Akil this year, and that's his walk percentage. It's up to 14.0. He's literally walking 14% of the time. So he's playing every day. His sprint speed's still really good. Um, he's, he doesn't cross the ball, but like I said, he's walking enough to make him a viable streamer right now. And then lastly, Alex Gerloff uh, versus, the, uh, versus the Guardians. Um, on the year, he's batting 314, 448, 486. So we would like to see more from a um, – and this is probably his risk, you know, the fact that the power just isn't there yet. Max exit velocity in the 14th percentile. But he still has still has three home runs and uh, 87 plate appearances. So, Jack Swinski, Akil Badu, and Kirloff. We're going to go around the horn here. Who's who's Only one person's invited again. We're keeping it low-key. It's, it's too hot outside to hang out with people. Uh, who, what do we got? David, starting with you. You know I'm going to go with my guy, Alex Kirloff. I don't buy the Akil Badu Grand Slam stolen base. I know he's he's been better of late, but we know Akil Badu is usually doo-doo. So I will stay away from him. Jack Sawinski, is, I think he started a Twitter beef the other day uh, on uh, baseball Twitter. I think he's definitely a pretty serviceable player, but Kirilov's been hitting at the top of the Twins order, hitting over 300. Uh, I think he's uh, somebody that I would look at for the party this week. Doc? You know, I'm torn because once again, I can't use actual baseball. I to, yeah, I have to go with the narratives. And and Jack Sawinski was a Twitter beef starter. And and Marty doesn't want drama at this party, so Jack Sawinski's off the list. You know, I was tempted, I was tempted to leave Kirilov off the list because of his broken or of his wrist. Because you Keep would shake, mind, we'll be playing video games here. Video well, games are a big well, part well, of it. Well, well that's that what I'm wrist. saying. You could, you would, if you if you had a strong wrist. You might hurt his wrist, but then I'm thinking that you and Alex Kirilov both injured your wrist, and that could sure. be and that could be a good talking point. <laughs> sure. But but Talk about our procedures, exactly. And and so that's that's kind of why I want to say Kirilov, but Akil Badu, Marty, you're a respectful gentleman, and you wouldn't send an invite out twice only to revoke it because that is putting a target on your back. So I do think it's Badu. I think this is a pity invite. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, so Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is actually a cover, just to let you know. No, it's not. It is. It is. <laughs> She's not the original. Who originally, I mean, she, yeah, she was a model first, so I, you know, she didn't strike me as, you know, um, you know, whatever, uh, Freddie Mercury, but who, who did the original song? I mean, does it really matter? Who looks better doing it? Next question. It couldn't be, couldn't be anyone, but, uh, couldn't be anyone but Natalie. I think, uh, I think when you look at this party, Akil, um, uh, I love that White Sox matchup because anyone going up against the White Sox seems like a good matchup. They have Swins- the fourth worst team ERA in baseball. And it's if a you're blow up show, if you're pitching against them, they strike out all the time. So uh, it's a nice little it's a nice little uh, streaming matchup. So uh, Badu is a strong matchup. Sawinski, I think, is hot and cold, but he's pretty strong for me. Kirilov leading the majors in OBP. For all people Ooh. who have over 70 plate appearances. And he might not be eligible. He might not be healthy for next week's party. So I think we got to invite him this week. That's my thought. Ah, so, damn. That's my thought. Listeners, if we're, yeah, if we're being for real, I want you to pick up Alex Kirloff. But I didn't tell you this. 
you know what, Badu, I felt terrible not inviting him last, last week. I reached out to him. He said, hey, you know what, come to Chicago with me. You and the girl, you know, have a nice weekend. I'll put you up, you know, a nice hotel. So we're going to be going out to the Windy City here, hanging out with Akil Badu, playing video games. And, uh, yeah, expect a, a big day. But I think with all three of these guys for this weekend, you really can't go wrong. So, wait, Badu was invited to the party, right? Badu's coming. I'm going to his. He's flying me out. Well, I, you know, here's what I think. I haven't gotten one wrong on the year. You guys are too busy <laughs> actually looking at Because stats. you're looking at, like, the re- the non-baseball reasons. He invited him once last the point week. Of the you can't show, invite him again. The, the point of Marty's party is that everybody who whoever, every, whoever makes this list, go pick them up. But there's yeah. somebody, there's somebody special I want to spend my weekend with. Near and yeah, dear to his heart. Yeah, you guys just don't know Marty like I do, I guess. <laughs> uh, our last segment of the week is going to be something we, we might try to incorporate going forward. Uh, and that's going to be the best hitter and pitcher matchup. Something that I think is very valuable for not just player streamers, but if you're looking at picking up players from various teams to stream uh, players that might be normally irrelevant, but they're going to Colorado for a series, four game series in Colorado uh, or, you know, a pitching matchup going against, or the, the you know, a twins face lefty, uh, you know, that the twins lineup is going to struggle. So uh, these are, I think very important for fantasy teams and LC is going to put the backpack here, the burden, the, the weight here of your, your troubles and your stress. And he's going to help you out with these uh, hitter and pitcher matchups. Yeah, thanks, thanks uh, for uh, for that, uh, D. Mendy. I, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, th- this week we're we're starting off. We're gonna we're gonna go over the uh, the the ballparks where where hitting has gone well so far this year, and I'm gonna pull up. Um, I'll, I'll 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 read out the ballparks for everyone who's listening at home, and and I'll pull up the 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 screen for everyone who's watching. The best uh, park factors. For 2023 coming into this week, um, Fenway, Coors, Kansas City's Kaufman Park, Texas's Globe Life, Minnesota's, I don't know what that's called. The White Sox play in Gobbledygook's Century something field. Like They always change it every year. The Cardinals, Milwaukee, the Angels, Houston, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Atlanta. Are, those are the parks this season that are currently playing as hitter friendly parks parks with an over 100 park factor so teams this week that play all of their games in a park that has an over 100 park factor and what i consider very good to str- to stream uh, to find hitting streamers are Milwaukee Cincinnati San Francisco the Chicago Cubs St. Louis, Colorado, and the Angels. Colorado has six home games. So that's a really nice matchup there. For Colorado, I'd be looking at guys like Jerks and Profar, Randall Gritchuk, and Nolan Jones if you need an outfielder. Harold Castro has also been getting a lot of run and is a versatile infielder as well. He's someone who has a lot of availability, and I'd be looking at Castro and that's again for Colorado with their six home games. Also, um, Milwaukee and Cincinnati have seven games weeks this week, and both have all of their games at uh, at hitter friendly parks. For Milwaukee, I'd be looking at a guy like Owen Miller, uh, who's still widely available in most ESPN and Yahoo league. Cincinnati, I don't think you can go wrong getting guys like that heavily added Spencer Steer or some of their 
lesser used outfielders like Fraley, who uh, if they're playing a lot of righties this week, uh, let me just make sure I check on that. Milwaukee is playing. Uh, Cincinnati is is throwing right, right. Yeah, Cincinnati's throwing two or three. Three righties at him, so yeah, uh, Fraley's a good pickup for for Cincinnati as well. Um, <clears throat> now, it, if you're looking at uh, pitchers, these are these are the parks where I would want to avoid this week. These uh, these Fenway, Colorado, Kansas City, Texas, Minnesota, Chicago, White Sox, the Cardinals, Milwaukee, the Angels, Houston, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Atlanta. These are parks that I'd try to avoid if I was streaming there because those are the parks that have had uh, um, have had uh, pro-hitting uh, leans so far this season. And um, I don't have any single pitching streamer suggestions this week for you. Uh, I will try to have some for next week. But uh, for this week, like I said, uh, those teams, those teams that I mentioned, are really good hitting streaming teams, Milwaukee, Cincy, San Francisco the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Rockies, and the Angels. Look for your hitting streamers from there. They're playing all their games in hitter-friendly stadiums. All right, that graphic that graphic looks like an old-fashioned ticket stub. Thanks. Did anyone else that. notice that was Mike Piazza crushing a ball in the bottom left? <laughs> That's right. I was like, Mike Piazza, number 31? That's um, right. But uh, Kansas City, I mean, I, we, we know that park factors are very noisy and they take sometimes years to kind of fluctuate out. But just the fact that they're in the top five, like KC, like Coffin Stadium's always been one of those parks that's like always bottom five. And, you know, I don't know if that's because the team never has power outside of Salvador. Um, but, yeah, that was, I, I didn't expect to see that. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Elsie, thanks for putting all the work in for that. Um, but that's going to wrap us up here for this week. Um, if you guys are looking for a segment or some type of thing to be talked about on the show that we're not doing, please leave a comment down below. Let us know what you would like to see on the show in terms of any kind of content you want uh, or any type of category that we're not helping you with your fantasy team because we're trying to cover every little bit of the landscape here to help you guys ultimately win. And of course, if you're just tuning in just to hear some baseball talk, hopefully we can give you that too. Um, I'm trying to think anything else to promote for uh, before we get out of here. Um, if you haven't joined the Triple Play Discord, make sure you guys do that. Um, make sure you obviously stream live here every Thursday night. I think we'll be going at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time going forward. Um, so you can expect the streams Thursdays at 9. Um, make sure you eat your fruits and vegetables. That's right. Triple Egg Day. Uh, I don't know if I can say anything after that, Doc. Uh, so we'll get out of here. For Elsie, for Marty Party, for Doc, I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.